Hey there, my name is Chris Rivers. I want to thank you for joining us today. And if this is your first time with us, welcome to the Men of Grace podcast. Today, we're going to address an interesting topic, work. You know, as men, we were created to work. It's one of the primary ways we express being made in God's image. If someone was to ask you what the purpose of work was or how to deal with work in a fallen world, how would you respond? Well, in today's episode, my friend Jeremy Straley and I, we discussed this. We took some time to work through a men's roundtable study called A Man and His Work. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how to respond to God's word through all of this. We really only scratched the surface of this material, but it was so rewarding to dialogue with Jeremy. And towards the end of the episode, we give a challenge to men to help us think differently about the way we think about work. So with that said, let's jump into this episode as we discuss A Man and His Work study. Jeremy, how you doing today, man? I'm doing well. It's early. We had to do this before work. That's right. So We've been trying to get on the schedule, and this was the earliest time. So we're in the Pelham office. It is early. We've got our coffee, but we're ready to talk about work. So, man, tell us a little bit about yourself, what campus you're at. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm out of Powdersville, and I've got a wife, five children, uh, at church, I serve as an, on the usher team and uh, occasionally get pulled in to lead some re-engage groups. Which mm-hmm. I believe we've done four or five. Of, you lose count. Mm. <laughs> which is how we met. Yes. Um, and uh, I work in the software space. Yeah. So we That's went, how I make a living. Yeah. So we went through re-engage together. That was pretty rewarding. That was fun. And then yeah. COVID hit, kind of jacked it all up, but we made it work. We did, and uh, we did half of it in person, and then we did half of it virtually, but I felt like you and Jessica did a great job leading that, and um, we've been able to get to know each other over the last year, I guess. A couple of us last year, we thought, hey, let's do a study. We were working out Mm -hmm. together out at F3, Mm -hmm. and we're like, hey, let's do a study, and let's do a man and his work, so we did that together, and then as we have been cultivating this podcast, I asked you if you could tell us some thoughts and you've listened to some things again, some of these messages. So Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what are some new insights that you got from working through a man and his work? So I don't know if you remember, but the culmination of that, why we began that was because I was dealing with some frustration at work. Yeah. I had a friend, uh, another one of our guys that we worked out with that was, he quit his job. Mm Mm-hmm because things were untenable. It was just kind of a common theme I kept hearing. So I said, let's do a manner's work. Yeah. Let's figure out what, what that means to us as men in the spiritual life. And it's obviously something we identify with because it's where we spend all our waking time. That's right. So let's, let's, let's see if we can figure that out a little bit better mm-hmm. using this, the material. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, I like the I like the combination of spending a little bit of time together, not focus on the material, and then coming back in after um, some fun time sweating and running around and whatnot. Yeah, that's great. So we talked about going through some of this stuff again for this episode, and we went on a run the other day to kind of talk a little bit about it. And you shared some thoughts with me about your childhood and maybe some of the reasons why you think about work the way you do. Could you share some of your thoughts on growing up? And Yeah. So when I was a kid, I experienced 
some some big loss. And um, you know, when I was in middle school, I lost my my father, and when I was in high school, I lost my mother. Hmm. You know, they had both divorced, and so I had a stepmom and a stepdad. And God used that in a big way in my life, but I lost my parents. And hmm. and so, obviously, there's all kinds of trauma and stuff in that. But everybody used to just give me a pass hmm. because Jeremy had it so rough, or Jeremy this poor poor kid. And so I was able to skate through life, and I was smart enough to do good on, you know, certain tests. But I never was—I was always able to not have to bear weight. Mm. I was never required to work hard to finish, and I was always able to slip and slide out of it. Mm. You know, manipulate mm -hmm. my way out of bearing the weight. And I think um, if I could go back to my younger self or go back to the adults in my life, I would say hold the young man accountable hmm. for the things in his life, for the work that he has to do. And so what happened is I was smart enough to get into Penn State, but not diligent enough to stay there. Hmm. Because once I got there, nobody knew me, knew my story, or really even cared about me. Yeah. So I was able to just be lazing my way into a 1.1 GPA, which <laughs> is not going to get you on the dean's list or, <laughs> no, sir. or uh, very far altogether. So that theme went on to several other places, smart enough to get in mm -hmm. to impress people, but lazy enough to not finish well mm. in a lot of things. And... I still have that today where if I'm in something and I'm in a project, I take a bite off more than I chew. I get frustrated and I want to quit and leave things undone. Hmm. And I don't think that's what we're called to do. Yeah. And I don't want that for my children. I see that as a big weakness in myself. Yeah. So how do I, how do I apply that? Yeah. Right. And, um, like look back at my resume and while I can tell a story of stepping up and opportunities, I also kind of inwardly see short term and things got rough. So I looked for the better opportunity yeah. and use that rather than persevering through and helping the team have a big win. It may be that I took that opportunity to take that out. Mm. And right now I'm faced with something similar to that. Mm. And I think... I've, I mean, I know I've made that decision that I'm, I'm going to dig in. Mm -hmm. It's time to dig in and, and make it happen. Yeah. You know, to, to see this thing through. That's good. So. so you think about some of the content that we went through in a man and his work. What were some insights that you got about work in general and what God's word says about work? Yeah. And Yeah, sure. So God's character is to work. Mm-hmm. From the very beginning, he worked, mm -hmm. you know, and we're made in God's image yeah. to work. <laughs> God is a worker. Therefore, we who bear his image are workers. Exactly. So we're made in his image and, and that's what we're built to do. Yeah. And that's what we do as men. We actually do work. Mm -hmm. Now, we may not be doing 
the work in God's image, but we're doing work. You're over there and you're becoming, um, I don't know what status, you're becoming platinum status video gamer, yeah. getting all the bells and whistles in this fake work, work world. You're still working because that's what you're bent to do, to achieve, mm-hmm. to build, to cultivate. You're mm-hmm. cultivating your digital kingdom, which probably isn't going to do much for anybody else. Yeah. But that's work, and that's yeah. beca- and you want to do that, yeah, right? Your hobbies, they're work um, on some way. And we talk about that, and really the way I say that is the energy, mm-hmm. right? In the study, we talk about the energy. Mm-hmm. The four, there are four categories right. of work, but we talk about them as energy. Right, right. So there's the energy. Work is energy expended. Rest is energy recovered. Recovered. Recreation, energy diverted. And escape, energy corrupted. Yep. And I think I definitely struggle with the recreation and the escape. Okay. And that's it's not channeling the work towards the real hard work. So whether you're a power lifter or I can associate with runners who want to hit that next level, you've got to put in the work. You just yeah. can't become a good runner. You can't become a good athlete without putting in the work. Yeah. You can't, in the business world, can't cultivate good business without putting in that work, that yeah. energy. You've got to focus the energy. And I was really good at when it got hard, corrupting my energy or giving up. Yeah. And so I think something that we need to do is just remember that we are built to work mm-hmm. and that sometimes work sucks. Work is difficult. Work is hard. Yeah. And that's okay. We're called to just get through it. Mm-hmm. Put your head down and do the work, work through the frustration. It's okay to be not happy mm-hmm. 100% of the time at work. Yeah. And I need to remember that when work is hard, I'm still built in the image of God and the people I work with are mostly non-Christians. Mm-hmm. And so am I bearing fruit in my workplace? Yeah. Am I showing people Hey, that guy, he claims to be one of those Christians. Do they see that? Yeah. Do they do that or do they just say, oh, he's another one of those Christians? Mm -hmm. So good, Jeremy. Let's talk about the different forms of work. You said that you growing up, you got a pass on a lot of different things. Yeah. And so like you just give up. Like that's what you told me before. You never really finished things growing up. You got an easy streak. Mm-hmm. You get frustrated and you wanted to quit. So mm-hmm. as you have seen the creator who works and calls us to work, how has what you know now and what you have learned about yourself, how has that changed the way you think about the work that God has entrusted to you? And from the study, we discuss indolence and exigence. Indolence is in undervaluing of work and results in your escape, right? And Mm -hmm. exigence is overvalue of work and results of people escaping into work, right? So either you're over-identifying with work Mm -hmm. or under-identifying with work. And and I've had both points in my life. There There was a time when I had an opportunity and I dove into it and was working these ridiculous long hours not focusing on my wife, not focusing on my home, mm-hmm. not putting in the work there because that's 100% work. That's right. The energy you're putting into your spouse and into your into your marriage and into your home life. And I was over-focused. And I do think, as we said during that 
that chat, that prior prior chat was that it was a pendulum Mm -hmm. of sometimes we swing, you know, from one extreme to the other rather than trying to land on that happy medium. Unfortunately, sometimes they're radical swings from one way to the other. And I think for, for me, historically being someone who would escape work, who would look for the easy way out, the easy finish. I had this time when I was trying to over identify Mm -hmm. to overcorrect into it. And so I feel like right now, I mean, to be honest, I'm somewhere on the slightly over side. Yeah. Um, but also in the back of my mind is always the, the fact that you got to keep those home fires burning. You've got to um, hmm. be ready to take care of the family and manage that as well. So I, it is, it's an extremely difficult thing. And, and I would say one thing that we, we haven't talked through and, and something I think all, all men need are other guys to kind of work through this stuff with. Yeah. You know, no man's an island. You cannot have this kind of internal dialogue with yourself and really nail it without having another man who's yeah. ready to speak some truth into you about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so th- Chris, I thank you for, you know, making me like dig into this on a deeper level myself. Mm. And I hope the guys who are, who happen to find this podcast and listen to it, that you would a find value and want to do a study like this and even more so that you would want to do it with some men that you could be authentic with yeah. and, and to, to share those, you know, the discussions, the thoughts and, um, help you shape your life, you know, forward, you know, and mm-hmm. try to, as we're always trying to come back to God's character and become more like him in our, our life. Yeah, it's good. Well, I think that we, and I appreciate that. I think that, um, just not doing life alone and men's round table has been formative for me. And that when we talk, I hear you say things that I haven't put words to yet. And it helps me like, ah, that's how I, that's how I'm thinking. I just hadn't been able to say that. And then when you say it, what you're dealing with or, or what you feel like, like your story, you know, like I can identify with areas in my life where, you know, my parents didn't, I didn't lose my parents when I was younger, but I gave up on things. I, I, I stopped and didn't finish things. And it helps remind me that like, you know what? God's a finisher. He's called me to be a cultivator of the work that he's given me. And I need to see things through. He's a worker. I bear his image. I'm a worker. And so work is a chance for me to bear the image of God. It's a chance for me to honor him. And it gives me purpose. It's a good thing. Mm. And I think what work is not is it's not something to worship, which if I'm not careful, I will do that. I was created to correspond to the earth and cultivate it. I love that word correspond. I don't know who said it in the teaching, but Mm. I am created to correspond to the earth and cultivate it. And because there is sin, there is permanence to work. And so I've got to be careful that I don't worship it because it's never going to be satisfying to me. And so when we began to talk about this, it, I wasn't thinking about that. Those weren't things that I was just like thinking about on my drive. You know, we're having conversations and it re it reminds me again of the stewardship opportunity or the, the work that God has given me that like, Hey, reset, you know, recalibrate, (laughs) you know, there was a chance for me to do that. So I would say that that is a great 
call uh, and next step for us is like, who are the men in our life? Who are the, I like you say it, battle buddies, so to say, that we are talking with or communicating with. And Men's Roundtable is a great place to get that started. If, mm-hmm. um, But there are other places in our church where that's also can be done as well. So let's land the plane here. If you're listening to this for the first time, what are you telling yourself? What would you commission to yourself or advise you and you, me? You have to evaluate it. Mm-hmm. Sit down and, and evaluate yourself. Yeah. But you've got to have some men who can help you yeah. objectively with that evaluation. Yeah. Right? If I'm going to grade myself, I'm going to give myself all straight A's across the board. But is that truth? No. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, having men around you who can show you your weak spots or even just talk it through with you. Yeah. Who can who can have that conversation? I think it's very important. So if you're a man and you cannot immediately think of three guys in your brain that you could go through and talk through something serious mm. with, you need to figure out how how do I do that? It's mm. good. And there are plenty of ways you can do it. Hey, I don't know I don't know how to connect with other guys. Start serving somewhere. Just get in proximity to other men That's good. who have good, good character, who are seeking the character of God. Find those guys. You can find them here at Grace Church. Mm-hmm. You can find them by serving. You can find them in your community group. You can get attached to a men's roundtable discussion. Several places you can do it. I'm trying to think of the word like mentor, mentees, but we're really not. We're, we're contemporaries, but we're, mm-hmm. we're working on it together. We're working side by side on it. That's good. Well, I think about it in terms of discipleship, and that's what we're about at Grace. We're trying to make mature followers of Jesus Christ, and discipleship is nothing more than one person getting involved in another person's life and meeting their needs and helping them grow in their relationship with Christ. So you and I connecting over this is discipleship. You know, It's not being... I'm a mentor to you or you're a mentor to me, although those mm-hmm. are necessary, I think, but it's just we're getting involved in each other's life, we're meeting each other's needs, and we're helping one another grow in our relationship with Christ. And I think whatever that is, uh, it is a chance, if you think about it like that, it's like, okay, I'm doing it with the gospel in mind, and it's work, of course. That is the discipleship work that I think is the challenge for us, I think, so... Yeah. Anything else you'd want to say? I'd say that discipleship, uh, what you said in two sentences really covered what it took me two minutes to say. Good word. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good. Well, let's let's land the plane with this. I want to leave us with Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. And so I think as we finish this episode today, what would it look like for us um, to work at everything we do um, for the Lord. And what does it look like today to get involved in someone's life today? Or what does it look like for me to embrace work? I like the idea that you said, if I don't have three guys that I could immediately call up and talk about these things, then there's a disservice there. There's something that I need to, I need to reevaluate. Work on that. Work on that. So I like that. That's good. Thanks for sharing today, man. I really appreciate you doing this and, um, grateful for you, Jeremy. Oh, thanks for having me out. Yeah. 
Well, as we wrap up today's conversation, I want to thank you for joining us. As men who are pursuing Christ, we know that our culture is confused about what it means to be a man, and men are confused as well. Grace Church has worked hard over the years to give men a framework and language for biblical masculinity that makes a difference in their everyday life. So if you know a man that would benefit from hearing this episode, share it with him. Having intentional conversations around these principles have proved to be powerful for me, and I know they can be for you as well. You can listen to all of our Men's Roundtable teachings by searching Grace Church Men's Roundtable Studies on your favorite podcasting platform, or download our Grace Church app in the App Store. And if you have any questions, want to participate in a Men's Roundtable study, or just want to get plugged into what God is calling us to do as men, email us at menofgrace at gracechurchsc.org, and we'll get you connected. Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to joining you on the next episode.